Do you guys think that maybe gaming, there's no point to this Game of the Year stuff? Have you guys started to think about that at all? I've been thinking about it a lot for the past hour, the two point, hours like, before left from yeah, last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. It's like, what's the point? You know, here's, here's what I think. It's about the journey, you know? It's not about where we No, where journey we was last year. I, I, here's the thing. I don't like upsetting more people than I please. And in doing this, we are upsetting. Our, our pleasure to hate ratio is 1 to 15. Yeah. But we need all the people who are pleasured I, I don't, by I don't us think we can that's get. That's true because what I've really enjoyed about this, and even things that maybe I haven't enjoyed as much, like Bioshock, I just really enjoy talking about these games. And it's not really funny to say it, though. It's not really funny to say it. You were yeah, we're trying to just introduce like, It's like a funny, we're just talking like, just like doing it. You know, funny. earlier when we were talking about um, poops and that was going to be original intro, and the, the video guys were like, no, you can't do it. We weren't. <laughs> My name is Justin McElroy, and I actually this time do know the best thing of the year. My name is Griffin McElroy. I'm not going to be presumptive. I've got a pretty good idea what's the game of the year, but we're about to suss that out right now. My name is Chris Plant, and I know uh, like eight games that could potentially be the game of the year. Yeah. My name is Russ Frushick, and psych! My name is Russ Frushick, and I know the best game of the week! <laughs> yeah. This is the what? best. What? Uh, the besties. Well, let's be honest, we talk about video games, and we're going to do that now with eight of the best games of the year in, as, in whatever that fucking means. <laughs> the eight best games of the year. Um, do you want to break down what we yeah, got? Yeah, so, so here's what we got right now. Grand Theft Auto Five versus Saints Row 4. Cautious One numbers. has more numbers. One has more numbers than the other. Bioshock versus Zelda. Towerfall versus Last of Us. Gone Home versus Stanley Parable. So that's what we're talking about today. Those are the eight games that are still in contention and are going to have to battle it out. I can't waste any time. Grand Theft Auto V versus Saints Row 4. We're not going to introduce these games. We're not going to introduce these People games. People know what they are. If you, know, if you don't know about them, go back and watch the first episode of this. Hopefully you got through some of it and, uh, and, and you know about these games. Grand Theft Auto V, fifth game in that series. Saints Row 4, President with Superpowers. Guys. It's also not the fifth game in the it's the well, okay. Just I don't want to. Uh, people, okay, someone's going to comment about it. It's and a bajillion game. Off. Fine. Okay. Uh, how should we go about? Because like we've made our arguments at this point. People know what we think well, of these games. But, but I think we should we should look at them as obviously they're both open world games. Yes. So they're very similar. Uh, you know, and so putting them head to head. I love that these two have come up against. Yeah, it's right. exciting. Uh, uh, here's here's what how how I break it down in my mind. Okay. Um, on one hand, you have Saints Row Four, which um, is outlandish, superpowers, very, like, wacky. Yeah. And you have Grand Theft Auto V, which, granted, is not grounded, but certainly much far, more, far more realistic grounded. than uh, Saints Row IV. Um, from a quality standpoint, I think, just, like, in terms of a city creation standpoint, Grand Theft Auto IV, IV trounces yeah, Saints totally. Row. That's not, not even a competition. So well, mostly because it's the same city that you played in Grand Theft Auto Three. Yeah, with, with it's more than that. Like some crazy Grand Theft Auto Five trounces the Saints Row Three city. But if well. you're talking about indifference from the last entry in the series, sure. like it's it's no comparison. I mean, here the Saints Row Four. Can we agree that Saints Row Four is 
from a game perspective, more fun to play. Yes, and I would say that's a huge, huge deal because the reason I like Grand Theft Auto V, as we've mentioned, or I talked about in the last episode, is not because of the characters and the stories, which really didn't do much for me. It's because they have returned to this uh, earlier That burp was the worst. Okay. Sorry. The worst. It was quiet. It was the worst. Not quiet to my nose. It was hurtful. (laughs) It returned to that idea of, you know, fun side quests and more outlandish. It was more outlandish outlandish than Grand Theft Auto Four. Uh, which I, I think did actually seem grounded by by comparison to to GTA Five, but in that department, like it's not even close again. Like, uh, no, uh, hold on one second. Let's not make assumptions. I had more fun playing Grand Theft Auto Five than I did Saints Row Four. Really? Yeah. What? Um, I uh, thought the uh, almost every single mission uh, in the main story had like interesting things to do for the most part. Had fun things to do. All the combat mechanics, all the driving mechanics, are all really fun. Saints Row 4, uh, you know, essentially you get these superpowers, which are fun to use, jump around, stuff like that. But the, st- the ways that you're using them in those a lot of those missions is like either it's a parody mission where it's like, oh, here's like a wacky take. But essentially the gameplay is like beat up a bunch of guys. It's like the same stuff. Or, um, you know, it's a little more creative than that, but you're still using what, uh, you know, controls and powers that like feel okay, but they don't feel exceptional, whereas I think Grand Theft Auto V, like, I don't know, I really like I the mean, Grand Theft Auto V, it's, it's just driving and shooting. Like, but you're more that, stuff. all that stuff feels really, really good. Well, and there are, I think, action set pieces in Grand Theft Auto V that are more composed than yeah, you sure. see in, in Saints Row 4. You I, stuff like the shootout in the, uh, in the meat processing factory. Yeah, that was that cool. whole sequence is pretty so The thing that, for me, it makes this a hard question is... Uh, what what keeps Saints Row 4 in contention for me is it it is first off it is subversively progressive in a way that Grand Theft Auto 5 most certainly is not yep. it approaches race and sexuality and gender in like a weirdly progressive sort of like i don't know do what make you your feel own, do what you feel make yeah. your own identity in a in a weirdly progressive way that i really appreciate it is also it does not have a cynical bone in its entire body. It is not about cynicism. It is about joy and silliness and, yes. and saying yes. Like, you want to do that? Go for it. And yeah. to me, if you want to talk about what's in short supply, Saints Row 4 has a love for its player and, like, wanting to just completely make sure the player's having fun the whole time that I think is in such short supply in, in, in the industry right now and... and yeah, uh, it, that is what would and I can recognize the quality of Grand Theft Auto V certainly, but that's what would push me into into Saints Row Four. I I agree with everything you said. I, what has got me so excited about the Saints Row franchise over the last last two years is also the characters, which is so weird uh, because they start off so horrible in Saints Row One. And Saints Row One in general has so many problems, and over the course of the past few games, they've not only remedied what they were doing wrong but in saints row 4 gone back and rewritten history like that is actually part of the game is like basically atoning for their sins and and, and recognizing it and and coming face to face with it and fixing it uh and i I, i've said this comparison many many times but i love the fast and the furious series i love that there is popular media that basically takes this idea of good being such a powerful force that it is above the law, it is above the government, it is above all all things, and that to fight it is it's futile, and you'll eventually be sucked into its powerful vortex. And that in this game, 
everything you come up against, eventually they just, they, they're on your side. And it's like, oh, yeah, now my buddy Roddy Roddy Piper? Yeah, yeah, of course he's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Of course he's on my side. That said, the, what I will say about GTA Five and uh, kind of what Freshik said is, not just like was one mission memorable, most of the missions were memorable. Like I can name so many missions from GTA Five, and I hadn't, I hadn't even thought about this until you said it. But everything from the working for the Hollywood guy and the Miami Vice style mission to the you know stealing a submarine to I mean there, there's just so many things that the the the, the Polito job where you bust out of the bank, the like yeah. small town yeah, bank. Yeah. And it's like, there is so much about that game that I just, I can picture it. And with Saints Row 4, I loved doing all of it. I don't, I can't really remember a mission except for, there was like something where like Roddy Roddy Piper had to fight. Stop right there, perfect. <laughs> well, I mean, no, there, you are misremembering then because every mission, every one of those virtual reality, like yeah. characters, there was the Metal Gear Solid, Mission. There was the Which, Ghostbusters but, uh, fighting to mission. That, to that extent, like the Metal Gear Solid mission was not a fun thing to play. Started, right? It was well, cute. If you'd want to talk about uh, missteps, Grand Theft Auto V had probably what was the most miserable sequence, and the the crate moving, working at the docks, running a forklift, the most miserable, brutal, shitty. Like, take that asshole. Thanks for the sixty dollars. This is their butt. Take that asshole! Thanks for the sixty dollars. Because it was Can that you do it? miserable. Was, I don't understand. Well, what was so happening. this is their butthole. The <laughs> okay. player's butthole. Oh, here. player, and that's Rockstar's finger. Yeah, it's their finger. Okay. You think it's their? Pe- you're wrong. It's a finger. No. And you're like, Take that asshole! Thanks for the sixty bucks. Okay. And like, so they're literally talking to the player's <laughs> asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Take that asshole! Yeah, they're. Okay. But anyway. Uh, and so, also, again. I'm not kidding. The last like ten missions require you to drive from like downtown to the boondocks. I don't remember oh, having that no. dog. You are there is some brutal like oh my god. You want me to drive how far? But like, maybe that's because like they want us to listen for, to their super clever dialogue. Like I actually I think some like, of it was okay, but most of it was like, like fuck you, you old fuck. You don't know fucking anything, you old pervert. Like. Be nice for yeah. a sec, for like a second. It's like, hey, you wanna you wanna get the real feeling of being at your family's Thanksgiving? But, like, like, get in the car with these guys and just like cold lamp with them for fifteen minutes. So uh, and and hear that sort of uh, that that yeah. real. I mean, I I would agree. I would say like obviously, Saints Row Four has a much more positive outlook and like more like characters that I really outlook. like. In making that game so negative and making all of its characters so despicable. There are points in the story, and I don't think I'm spoiling anything, where you have these moral decisions that could result in life or death consequences for these characters. I didn't give a fuck. Like, yeah. they're the worst. Like, the only choices that I wanted to make were like, I like having three characters, but I don't give a hell. Like, I don't give a shit who they are. Right. Like, they're the worst. They're all the worst. Um, I would say though that like, like to go back to the mission structure and the fact that like all the mechanics in the game are very strong, powered by these like really in, like the boat where you're chasing the boat on the highway and he's like we're scrambling around on the boat like there's a lot of those moments in Saints Row 4 I would agree with you like there are missions that I remember but like again the Metal Gear Solid mission was not fun not very. the like side-scrolling beat-em-up was like cute and enjoyable but not a fun mission to play and it does fall into that mad hazard uh, pit sure which is like good joke on video games well done but this still has in, to be a in game. Making that joke, it, you kind of just did the thing. Right. Exactly. Okay. So where are we? Where are we at right now? Let's let's get a vote, Griffin. Um, 
Oh, God. I'm actually going to go with Saints Row 4. Okay. Uh, Chris Plant. Grand Theft Auto 5. I didn't expect that. Okay. GTA. Uh, it's Saints Row 4. So that's where we're at right now. Okay. Okay. okay? Uh, I didn't like Grand Theft Auto 5 very much. Uh, and I think Saints Row 4 is better than that. I think the Grand Theft Auto 5. <laughs> no, no, let me, say, let me say this. Grand Theft Auto 5, I think, has the potential to be the better game if at some point an editor had stepped in and said, no, we don't need that and this and this and this, but the, 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 the contempt it had for the player's time in Grand Theft Auto 5 in making you do some truly like mundane, especially the driving, just, oh my God. Driving as, as a momentum killer in that game made me take about twice as long with it than I would have because I just couldn't face down the it barrel. It came at of the more weirdest driving. times. Like there's this one really intense shootout where you control all the characters and you're rescuing somebody from this sawmill and it's just this crazy explosive mission. And then when it's done, you have to drive back to the city. It takes like 15 minutes to the worst like road. I kept like crashing and like going in a river and the person would drown and then I had to do the whole thing over again. It was like, <laughs> it was the pit and like it, it really it really kills the mood i i i agree with you i i mean it, it, this is such a great face-off because they really are the opposites yeah in, in that yes and saints row 4 has so much respect for your time when you try to get into a car you just dive into it and not and only you're, that and you're it's going. constantly rewarding you as you play the game yeah, whereas it, gta is really and you not. don't even need to drive the car because yeah. you can do whatever you want at the same time well, if you I, want a plane, I, you can call for one mid-air, and it will form around you. I, I, I love Saints Row 4, and I love the series, but not just... It feels like what I love about it, as I'm talking about it, is like Saints Row 3. Yeah. And it's not. And I'm not talking about like the world or just the game. I, I, it's like the characters and everything, it's just giving them an extra beat mm -hmm. to something that I already enjoyed. And when I keep thinking about it, it's like, well... Yeah, I like that, and they really nailed that in Saints Row 3, and now we get another chance to like go back and enjoy that and, some more. And to go back to a discussion we had in the previous episode, I think this is not as good of a game as Saints Row 3, just in terms of uh, the gameplay, the like way the game unfolds. It's not as balanced. The it's character not as balanced. There's, there is superpowers progression, and then there's everything else progression, yeah. and all that other shit is just... And, and what that does is it devalues your connection to the world itself. Because essentially, it's like, oh, I'm flying over everything. I can't have an emotional connection to that block that I remember and having a shootout This on. is an interesting thing that happened when I was playing the Holiday DLC recently, is you go into the Holiday, holiday DLC, like, super-powered, right? And they've done all this, like, cool art design of this world that's, like, Santa's or place at the North Pole. And you immediately, your instinct is to just, like, jump. You can literally jump over the whole thing and, like, fly over it and get to Santa's palace. And it's, like, this well-made city with all these little things inside and I had to stop and go back like literally walk back to the beginning of the level because I was like oh yeah I, I have to I should look at this stuff but that's not the type of game this is anymore yeah. um, and and that's where I'm curious to see where they even go from here because it's like how do you put that back I, I, I would like this is going to sound like heresy, but I would not want superpowers. I think no, me neither. Yeah. And, and, it's and a like I like superpowers. I thought it was a fun jaunt and a fun like side trial. But I liked but tricking out my cars. Like that was exactly. super, super I liked, fun. Like yeah, feeling I like too. my guns as I upgraded them really mattered. There was some of that because you had to use the guns and powers in concert. But car vehicles yeah, completely right. were. I think it's great DLC. I think what I like about 
Saints Row is the progression. And I love that idea of like, okay, I get my Saints Row game, and if this really was originally DLC, that's a great addition to that yeah, game. That would afterwards. have been some good ass DLC. <laughs> <laughs> Holy moly. Uh, okay, I'm willing to. I'm yeah, willing to concede yeah, the point. Okay. It's 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 fair. There are a lot of things I I wish Saints Row had done better, and not as many as I wish GTA Five had. But I'm willing to admit that this probably comes down to personal preference. Mm -hmm. And as such, Grand Theft Auto Five brings down Saints Row Four. Please direct your complaints to Chris Plant. I love uh, another one. Mm -hmm. Just with the burps. Just keep. That wasn't a burp. That was a. I mean, I'm getting a smell. There's a burp smell. Oh, that's here. just a pungent odor okay. that erupts. Should we explain that we just yeah. had like mad pizza time? <laughs> we did. It's not Russ's fault. I'm farting. Um, the uh, Tomb Raider versus Bioshock. Tomb? No, you did that. No, no, no. Is that, is the, you you didn't let me off. finish. Was the no. last one. <laughs> and now we're doing Bioshock versus Zelda. Bioshock Infinite versus Legend of Zelda. So two very similar Link games. Link Between Worlds. You're dealing with. Yeah, I mean they're. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, I, I think we've outlined both of these very clearly. I, and I know that we have a lot to get through today. Yeah. I'm just gonna say that for all the points that we've talked about, uh, for all the intellectual chances it takes, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, I, Zelda is a better game than. I do want to say something about these two games because it's kind of interesting. Uh, both of these games obviously came from a franchise, and both of these games tried to evolve the concepts of the franchise in different ways, yeah. and one 110% succeeded, and one really didn't do a great job. Is that a fair uh, thing no, to say? No, I would say one maybe 70 to 75% succeeded. But the, the, I love Bioshock. It's one of my favorite games of all time. Bioshock I, 1. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the, the the world and the, the the lore of Bioshock Infinite, I got deep, sure, deep down. And in that's that not the thing that I'm really knocking, to be honest. Like they did the lore right in Bioshock One. I think I was like interested in the lore here. Obviously, the overarching story has uh, pluses and minuses. I dug it for the most part. Uh, I was more talking about like how they decided, oh, this is how the gameplay should be. This is how the overall structure should. be. I think that we are also doing a little bit of revisionist history with Bioshock because. I think the what works about Bioshock works so well that it covers up the fact that like using guns and pa and plasmids in concert still has not felt good. It is still too tempting to get one plasmid. There's bad. one combo that works, and then you I, abuse it. Yeah. At least that that's been most of the people I've talked to in my experience. I think I think Freshix's comparison is really interesting. That both of them feel like almost second passes at something that was already pretty great, um, which is a bold thing to do. And for me, the issue with Bioshock is, well, what was great about Bioshock 1, I'll put it more of a positive light, is all of the, the, the story, the narrative, it all inter it connected with what you're doing uh, in a way that just felt uh, believable and like it made sense. I, I understood why Plasmids were in this world and what it had to do with the downfall of the society. And, and, and everything felt connected, like very well put together. In Infinite, I didn't understand why I had these powers other than the fact that it was a Bioshock game. And it was, it was explained, but it didn't feel like it, it really was part of this world. Like this world could have existed and probably should have existed without this. You're in giant 
fucking balloons. With, just look around. With, Don't shoot and, each other and, with fire. Just and, like and, look around. And also, also, all of these people who, who are being oppressed, there are guns and powers everywhere. Like, Littering the ground. And, and, and look at a barrel. There's a rifle. All you have to do is, you know, is take care of it. And, and that, that, to me, just it never clicked. Uh, well, Zelda, I think, is interesting because it takes uh, something and, and expands on it in really interesting ways. And it, it kind of evolves the entire series, which is... Absolutely. It, I and, think and, this and, is where Zelda is Yeah, and, and, well, the, Nintendo has said things like, you know, like, oh, we've, we've looked at Dark Souls. And, and you would hear something like that, and you're like, sure, you have. Yeah. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you saw, you know, a few screenshots on Google. Uh, but you, you play something like this, and it's like, yeah, they... They really are actually listening or paying attention or trying new things. Don't you it does. You're stupid. A little bit. Just a teensy, Okay, so Bioshock. Beat Zelda? Zelda. Sorry, I was Swiss. I wasn't trying to get one past you. Zelda wins. Zelda wins. Okay. So Zelda brings down Bioshock, setting up an improbable battle. And my gosh, that means one of those is going to the final two. We're going to go over right now to Towerfall. Versus Last of Us. Ooh. I might, I might actually just recuse myself from this because I just, I have not played enough. Powerful. If you recuse yourself, it, it basically we, the thing is we can't do, we can't stick by that this time because yeah, if right. we do that, then Towerfall just runs to the end, and yeah. it's not doing that. It dies here. Okay, no. really? I, I can accept that half of us like a game. That's not enough to get it to the end. So why not do it now so we can have valuable conversations about two games that we That's not a reason. But, you're, but, you're, but by that logic also, then half of you like a different game. What does that mean? That means the, you're you're, the you, game that you like is going to go to the end. You're saying I'll accept no, that half I'm saying of that we, I'm saying that just because you guys really like a game isn't going to get it to the end. So let's give the shot to a game okay. that we can actually like, that might actually have I, a shot. I really like The Last of Us. But the, the argument that I would put up against it is... I I was actually saying we could preclude discussion and just go ahead and go Last of Us is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> just skip the whole as rigmarole. As a way to respect. Right. Where I'm coming at it from Employee is development. Uh, I've, I've played Towerfall. I feel like I understand Towerfall. I haven't built this crazy cult-like appreciation for it that you guys have for it. I've played all of The Last of Us and I know it's strengths and it's also its many weaknesses so it's hard for me to decide between like the things i don't know about and the things that i definitely definitely do know about because like for me i like last of us a lot i know in my heart of hearts that it's not my game of the year because my problem with it isn't just that it's like super sad or whatever but that there were some there were some serious mechanical issues with that game i just two or three i just think that with la obviously towerfall is is great and is fun and has brought, uh, apparently it's just a uniting force sweeping across media companies nationwide that are, well, the, are at least ours. Yeah. You've seen it and I think it could spread to other places. I'm just saying that the scale is so much different from some of the other stuff we're talking about that I, I don't think it belongs in the same conversation. What? You're, wait a minute, stop it, stop it, stop it. You did not You're just, just do that. You're just trolling it. You're trolling. What? Right? You I'm don't add, honestly believe it. Because I, it's a small... What I'm saying is, if you give me enough time, Good. I can make tower <laughs> Okay? I can draw those little guys and the arrows and stuff. But I couldn't make Last of Us. How do you even make 3D stuff? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you, what do you use? A program? Uh, I don't even know. Um, oh, gosh. 
Um, <laughs> I, I, I've played both of those games, and okay. I have a very different emotional connection to both of those games. Um, one of those games, the first three hours made me want to kill myself, and not in a good emotional connection way. Is that my Last of Us? The last what of was us, it the about the first three hours? Oh. It was terrible. It's really not. It's like badly made tutorial is the first three Well, hours. the problem is it, it, does it not doesn't explain you. that it is a tutorial. Right. So you are in the game, and it's teaching you things without being clear. And, and that's great. Like I, I appreciate not having my hand held through those things. But there is the scene where you get thrown into a pit with the... Uh, the one hit kill uh, clickers. Clicker, clicker, yeah. And and like three bad guys. And up until this point it's been like, this is a stealth game. Like don't yeah. you know, like stay away from people. And I went through that damn section for at least an hour. They say of something just dying, dying, of like, dying. You gotta stay out of the out of the vision or whatever. I don't think there's a physical way to get past that part without without killing. Without like getting oh, seen. Oh shit, I hated that part. Yeah, that's ah, what I'm and, saying. And, and it it like oh, it, it was so bad that I stepped away from the game for maybe yeah. a week or two before people were like, no, you really have to do sure. it. And even then I came back and I was like, I still am not really feeling it. And once it gets going, yeah. it's I was I was more boy. talking about, less about the intro, which I actually didn't have any problem with. Um, it's like, stuff like there's two puzzles in the game and they yeah. do them over. <laughs> that you come wraps. to a body of water and it's like, well, uh, it's, here comes a pallet. Gonna, it's I, I, not a joke. Like from a design standpoint, the best part of a puzzle is seeing these 12 elements laid out before you right. and figuring out the first thing you need to do. Because once you start pulling right. that string, it comes it's across. Done. When you come across a body of water, spoiler alert, sure. find a fucking pallet and you're going to get across the to body the of water. To the point where they start making jokes about it in the game. Yeah, time to that, find another pallet. Like, like, hey guys, you done fucked up if you're goofing <laughs> on yourselves. Yeah. All right, listen. <laughs> Here's what I'll do. I'll go ahead and concede the tower fall because there's no way it gets any further than this. It does not get out alive. <laughs> you're saying you're saying mutually assured destruction. Mutually assured destruction. Tower fall ain't getting out of the next round. I like tower fall a lot from what I've played of it. I think... I'm just saying, I, the only it, reason I'm letting tower fall slide here is is because I I will admit that there are also big problems with The Last of Us. So, yeah. like, I will take your I will take your word for it that those same problems are not can, in... Can I also say, if there is one example of... This all being frivolous and silly and just something we are that, that that four people like an excuse to see each other each year around Christmas time. It is this conversation. Spaghetti or cookies? <laughs> yeah, it's like it's <laughs> no, it's not even that. It's like spaghetti or the Constitution. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I love them all. One's pretty they're, good. They're both so great, okay. and I think we can all agree the last of us is at you least okay an eight. You okay with that? You okay with? Yeah. <laughs> let's let's just all be, be united by the fact that Phil was so wrong about last of us. Super. Uh, so last of us falls. To Towerfall, really enough. This episode of The Best of These is sponsored by Aura Frames. All right, so you know there are a number of people in your life that are not necessarily the most technologically savvy. I'm sure immediately names jump to your mind. Those are the sorts of people that you would say, oh, maybe they would want a digital picture room in their house, but they wouldn't necessarily be able to like set it up and get it working and add new pictures and stuff like that. That is where Aura Frames comes in. It's a digital picture frame that allows you to basically upload any photos that you have directly to the frame. You don't need them to do any work. In fact, you could even set it all up before they even open the box. You have the account set up. You just have to connect it to their Wi-Fi. 
And once that's done, everything happens over the internet. So you can add new photos, you can do whatever you want, and it all works completely smoothly. I set it up for my grandmother, who's 95 years old. I set it up for my mom, who's 70 years old. And they both love their aura frames and they love seeing the pictures and new photos of the family all being added without them having to do anything. So I'd highly recommend it. I'm really, really happy with it. And right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply. You go get a phone, you just want a phone to talk to your friends and family, you're not asking so much. Then you get these contracts and you get ripped off because you got all this fine print little details and all of a sudden they're sucking money out of your pocket like some sort of digital leech. You know, the contract may sound good uh, up front, but there's always some sort of catch. You know who's not going to do that to you? Not going to pull that nonsense? Mint Mobile. Their wireless plans, there is no catch. $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those savings directly on to you. You want to pay hundreds of dollars for, like, literal hundreds of dollars for your wireless plan? Or do you want to have a nice, easy solution save some, put the bucks back in your pocket, pay 15 bucks a month? Say bye to your overpriced wireless plan's jaw-dropping monthly bills. The unexpected overages sound familiar? To get this new customer offer and get your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month. Go to mintmobile.com slash besties. That's mintmobile.com slash besties. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Okay, last one in the Elite Eight is Gone Home versus the Sand Jesus, please. This one hurts. This one sucks. Um... So I think this is actually closer than, I mean, in in terms of what they're, what the, the, the actual product is, I think it's easier comparison than, than Kentucky Route Zero and Gone Home, because I think this is, this is a very deliberate thing it's trying to say. First person shooter. It is, is it? it, Well, not shooters. 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 First person lookers. First person lookers. (laughs) New genre. First person finders. I, one I, is one is giving a very uh, thoughtful and obvious critique of what games are. One is doing that just in being a type of exploration game that uh, nobody has ever yeah. really made. Yeah. People have made these kinds of exploration cool. games like like Proteus or uh, uh, what's that other one? Dear Dear Esther. Esther. Yeah. Um, uh, but but I think this is I think the one that is going to define the genre for a while, and it sort of takes apart this idea of games needing. Uh, uh, conflict like this game this game felt I got so pissed off when people said I don't want to pay $20 to play this two hour long game I would rather just watch a movie because it's the same it's super not like the game is the way that you interact with these innocuous objects in a house and in doing that it tells one of the richest stories of any game this year okay hold on one second because this is something that I have had an issue with Um, here's the situation The, the Gone Home story is good it's well presented. It's interesting. I was engaged by it, but 
The thing that keeps me from being like, this is the most amazing thing ever, is that if that same exact storyline was in a movie, no one would bat an eye. It'd be like a, a lamb that had been walked over I 15 think, years ago. I think, I, 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 I think that's a fair, fair argument. But if you look, and I hate to use movies as, yeah, at this point, but, but if you look at the history of movies, too, and you look at early movies and the landmark films, it takes time. There's not like it's not like somebody's going to be like, "Here's Anna Karenina." It's like or, or Lolita. We we've we've hit it. it for someone to have made this game, and and you actually said something earlier. Like it's the most shocking part is that this is the only one. That this is a coherent story about something that matters. That is like normal. It's infinitely, it's re infinitely relatable. Like sure. there's no yeah. ghost. There's no ghost well, in it. That's the other thing that I would say is so Stanley Spoilers. Parable. Stanley Parable is a great criticism of games in a very blunt way, and I think an excellent way. But what's so interesting is you mentioned the ghosts, and in a strange way, Gone Home is like a criticism of horror games and first-person yeah. games and what we expect from them. Sure. Because we're playing through it, and everyone says that when they talk about it. They're like, I kept thinking that something was going to jump out. I kept expecting it to be a survival horror game. Well, it's kept designed that way. I, well, like, that's it, intentional. It, it is, but that's, that is why I think it's good criticism, yeah. is they're using our expectations of video games against us in really interesting ways to create tension in a story that otherwise would have been void of But that's place. what I'm saying. You can't make, the, you guys are making a point for me, you can't make that comparison to movies because the satisfaction, the enjoyment that I got out of Gone Home is knowing that the story that was told was there, but it wouldn't have existed in my life in my universe if I hadn't found it and pieced it together myself without any aid I agree from, you, from I, anyone. I think oh, that, sorry. To, <laughs> I actually think that that's a fair, I, I think that that is absolutely how Gone Home succeeds. For me, Stanley Parable did that like several times. For me, it made me, and, I, and I'm somebody who thinks about games a lot, obviously, for a long, long time. And what Stanley Parable does so brilliantly, I think, is it makes you it makes you think about video games in a way that doesn't force you to confront or even uh, abandon sort of things that it, the things that it is examining. I'll give you a great example. There's one ending of the game where uh, this is. I mean, there's 15 of these. If you know, it, it's a little bit of a spoiler, but there's one ending of the game where you find buttons uh, throughout the, the stage and, and you have to actually play the game through five times to find each of these little buttons. And you push the buttons and the, when you press the fifth button, you're taking a button heaven, which is just round circles of buttons spinning around you that you can just walk up and press to your heart's content. And they do nothing. Mm -hmm. They're just buttons for you to press. Russ, we got to that ending and Russ, we laughed at it. And then Russ and the, the exact same thing I did, which is go up and start <laughs> pressing some buttons. Like, oh, okay, good. I'm gonna press these buttons. And it it, it wasn't like I felt dumb or yeah. silly. It was like let's think about like let's actually think about this critically. Like, mm -hmm. think about what you're doing. The next time you play in a game, like actually engage with it in that way. And like to me, the fact that they were someone made a game that does that is so shocking to me and so like yeah and does it in so a way massive. that's like funny and engaging and doesn't feel like and not, work and not weirdly moving like, in some yeah. at sometimes like some yeah. of the endings of the game are like wow that's like really 
you are also using mechanics and like the uh, the very idea of like a narrator that dies when you're not around, for example, or so, or something like that. Like, it's using game mechanics to make you feel something from an emotional perspective. But point point of order. Um, I think it's interesting that these two games are are dueling um, because I don't think Gone Home falls prey to any of the endings each of which is like a little lesson in flawed game design that the Stanley I wouldn't say Parable flawed game design I would say an example of game design, game design. like game over, design overdone that, game design maybe. I would just say game design that probably needs examination cliche yeah. game design I would agree I don't that. think Gone Home there was no ending in Stanley Parable that's all about like looking around the environment for this sort of emergent form of storytelling like it's this new kind of it's this new kind of thing. Like it sort of escaped parody in that in that example. Was well, its own kind of thing. I can't imagine another game doing it. Like it seems. I think other games. I think it, it other games have it, tried it, to well, do sure, it. Sure, but I mean, You're talking it, about Stanley Parable at this point. No, I'm talking about Gone oh, Home. Gone because yeah, it's. Uh, well, I really enjoyed it. I, if there was another game that came out next year, and it's like, here's a hotel, and <laughs> like you got. But there will definitely be other games. Totally. like a hundred. I hope, and I I hope there are because yeah. uh, we're saying this now. Because I would have said the same thing last year before Gone Home came out. Like, can you imagine if there was a game where you just looked around a house, like, <laughs> looking at board games? Like, and that's... Well, I want the, like... I mean, what I felt like when I was playing Gone Home was what I felt like when I was walking through uh, uh, Sleep No More, which is, like, I have full power to explore wherever I want, read whatever I want, go wild. And that's the experience that I want to see more in games. Are, are we at a point where we can at least take a, an initial vote? Sure. So we were at. You were going to say... Actually, I think a second ago, you are going to make a point where... Oh, I was just going to say, if you want to say that about Gone Home, that, you know, it, it's linear and it's pulling you through. It, the same thing can be said more so against Stanley Parable, where it, the joke is on you, that you are trying to, you know, let not let it be a linear game and trying to break it, and it's completely controlled. That's the nature, that's the of, this, that's the nature of this medium. It's, it is authored content. Even, like, yeah. Skyrim, the most open-ended game in the world, if you put enough hours into it, you're going to see all the shit that there is I'm not. I'm not comparing... I'm, I'm not... wasn't using that as a, a point of... Yeah. You know, no, I, 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 okay, I want to I hear what you guys think, where you're at. I, I don't feel strongly one way or the other. Perfect. Oh, cool. Great. Christmas. Okay, gone home. Gone home. See, I, I would say Stanley Parable. I, I honestly feel equal amounts of enjoyment from both games for different reasons. So, like, I would give it to Gone Home based on that. Okay. You okay, Justin? I love <laughs> I love Stanley. That's, oh I, yeah, they're both great games. They're both. You know, really here good. here's why. Here's how I'm going to justify it to myself. I think that anybody could, if given the time and inclination. What? Oh no, I thought I actually was thinking something else. Sorry. Okay, I think I think that anybody could, given time and inclination, get through Gone Home Story and take something really cool away from it. I think that you have to play a lot of video games to enjoy the Stanley Parable. Definitely. Do you know what yeah. I thought you were going to say? Tell me. I thought you were going to say, if there's one game that could possibly beat Tower Fall, it's gone. <laughs> no, that is accurate, though. All right, with with uh, we're going to take a break in the action right now to exchange these gifts that we've worked so hard to pick out here at halftime. Uh, worked pretty hard. I think that the, yeah, we worked fairly hard. Who wants to go first? Anybody want to volunteer? I'll go first. All right, go ahead. So, it's the holidays. We You've all made know. eye contact with me a few times, which makes me kind of nervous. We all know the holidays are time for giving. Big money, no whammies. And not about just giving from your wallet, but giving from your heart. Oh, God. And maybe using your creativity to build something like nothing before. Now, Griffin, I know you're a big fan of 
uh, what is the game called? Tearaway. Griffin, I know you're a big fan of Tearaway. Uh -huh. So I thought, what better gift for Griffin than a handmade Tearaway style gift? That sounds actually kind of nice. That sounds so, actually kind of exciting. So I I went out and I, I got some um, uh, some equipment and I and I made your gift. And here it is. Ready? Yeah. Oh, that's so. Oh, oh. Oh, I guess. Show to the camera here. This is the, this is the ghost of Milton Bradley, and he's saying, "I don't trust the Irish." Is what he's saying. Saying he looks like a little poop. That looks like got some mustard on there. He's got a little bit of on the. Yeah, it looks like a little bit of white because he's a ghost. What is this? Did you use food? Is this mustard crumbs? So here's here's the here's the backstory. There, I went out and got. Macaroni, oh, it's macaroni. It's the cheese from the macaroni. And yeah, the macaroni cheese. What I, I'm realizing right I now is, as the managing editor of this site, I paid you to do that today. You did. <laughs> okay, good. Um, um, I guess all things considered, you could have made Ghost Milton Bradley say things worse than true. he did say. <laughs> there so, like, a lot of options. To <laughs> me, that is present enough. Thank you very much. Well, my pleasure. Happy so holidays. Nice. I'm going to put this uh, up on the old Please treasure that. refrigerator. Uh, I got a present for you, Ross. Man, that cheese was not secured you very were not well. <laughs> You were so generous to Griffin. And I, I was thinking a lot about you and the things that you like, and I knew that you wouldn't want any handmade shit. No. You'd want I like some dope consumer electronics. Damn Skippy. Okay. So I scoured the city. Okay. Okay. Up and up, down downtown, up, uh, Ellis Island, thing. and spending just ten dollars. Okay, in this big apple of yours. Yeah, I got you two gifts. Two gifts. That I only got the rules. Well, they're 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 related. Okay. Let's see. So here is the first gift. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> as a genuine, <laughs> this is a genuine iPod <laughs> shuffle. For you, and you can tell it's genuine because uh, it's got <laughs> it's an apple. It's a genuine. It's an apple that someone drew. Did you draw this on the? No, bag? no, no. It's genuine. That looks more like a persimmon to me. So you look in, it's got, if you look in the bag, it's got everything you could need. Okay, so the, on the back it says I wouldn't read that. Mini metal clip MP3 player mm -hmm. without card reader, black. It also says it's new, fine, good, made in China. Seven MP3. It's new, fine, and it holds seven MP3s. You put seven MP3s in there, no problem. And uh, look, look, it's got a micro SD reader. Like I don't even think this might be a prototype. It's got a micro SD reader. Uh, I don't even. I don't want to open it. I want to yeah. keep it keep mint. It mint. Box. Yeah. Wait, there's another one. Oh my god. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> iPhone 5s. <laughs> yeah. A gold iPhone. Here you go. For you. You can give it. A, give it a look. What? Well, okay. It's. Here. This one's gonna need some work. It's uh, <laughs> it's a fun project that you can do. <laughs> it's, okay, it's not perfect. It's an iPhone 5s. This is actually a 5s. It's a gold iPhone it's 5s. A gold iPhone 5s. Let me make sure I have mine still yeah, here. Okay, okay, I do. Um, Happy Merry Christmas, <laughs> Justin. Destroyed your expensive phone. You know, it seems like this isn't really a screen. I don't know if it's really a phone necessarily. Okay. But it does very much look like a phone that is very popular. It's funny that the glass was already broken. It's weird. Isn't like it? a real iPhone, the yeah. glass is very easily broken. Yeah, I guess it's like a... But you can just put this like here. Just glue it, it's no problem. And, oh my God, Justin. That's my gift to you, two high-end electronics. So generous of you. Yeah, I, well, I looked all over the city. Not yeah. just, as you may be thinking, 
um, in the building or on this floor, but the whole city I really looked because it was cold. It was really cold. Uh, but that's my that's my gift to you, the gifts to you. Awesome, thank you. I'll treasure no problem. It. So zero for two. I wish I had your beer though. Can I have your? Can you give me your beer yeah, as a gift? Thank it, you. Uh, I I have Justin. Whoa! I, so I know that you like us and family and just people. What we got here? What if his is like actually really really nice? Just, it's just us. Oh, look at that. It's a beautiful See, just that's actually kind of nice. It's, it's got our names on top. It's got all the songs. Oh, shut up. You know, just like, Chris, you asshole. You actually did a nice one. Well, I, just, I got a great secret sale. That was not under $10. I just want you to remember our time. This is wonderful. Thank you so that much. That is so thoughtful. Chris, I think you went over You got some custom It made them worth less than $10. Thank you so much. In heart. In heart. Oh, and look, Russ is a beautiful woman. Am I, I a lady? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm totally a lady. Oh, oh this is beautiful. There's our dog, Bestie. Oh. And um, this is beautiful. Thank you, Chris. Well, I, will, well I will definitely put this in my suitcase. I didn't think I'd have to put whatever I got in my suitcase, <laughs> as it turns out. Yeah, this star is going to be tough to. Whew, yeah, can I, I even bring that? Yes, I can let that go. Yeah. I, I call the head. Um, I had Chris <laughs> Plant, who I also got an Apple product. Uh huh. It's the only this one works. It's the new iPad Mini Retina display. What? Oh, wait, this is my iPad Mini. Oh. It is your iPad Mini, but it's what's inside it. I didn't want to waste any environmental resources. Okay. So I bought you a Digi gift. You can find it in your Kindle application. Kindle. Yeah, you have to find it because not a big reader. So did you use your account to do this? I figured out a way to gift it through my Amazon okay. account. I did Is not. it diamonds and hearts? It's diamonds and hearts. A, a poetry memoir. You go ahead and look at that old cover. Let's try to look at it. Okay. Oh, it's, it's about baseball. Memoir. It's about love and it's about baseball and it's written by last season's oh. Bachelorette. What? <laughs> Desiree. Desiree oh Hartsock. It's perfect. And oh. the winner of the last season of Bachelorette. Oh, it's Chris a poetry Sigfried. book. It's a poetry book about love and baseball and this baseball is, themed love. There is a There is good. Please spin the wheel. I'm worried that we will get sued. Okay, yeah, we won. No, no, no. If we say whether we think it's good or bad poetry, well, the it's fir fine. The first one is called Observations. <laughs> I think Observations is like the. the no, that's probably not the a prefix. Poem. Oh, it, it is. Oh, phew. Griffin's oh. going to read what Griffin will do. I mean, it. I'll read it, but quietly to myself. Out loud. It's, read it. It's, it's not baseball themed, is the problem. I want one that's like. Okay, oh, you're baseball 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 you're every time I kiss you, is like a grand slam. I don't even know. Do they like baseball? That didn't even come up in the show. He was a former baseball player. Did you watch the fucking television the show? The Lost yeah. Inning. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> that's good. That seems good. Uh, still, I mean, the title is Uncertain is What to Expect. Rain Delay is All That's Next. True. 9, 10 to 20, pushed back so much. Umpire, not quick to rush. So basically, we're talking about a book full, <laughs> a book full of that that stuff. Yeah, so. this is. I'm so you. happy. Well done. It. Good pick. Thanks. It took me a while. Did, Did you, you try to go to Borders first? I tried to go to Walden Books. That shit closed a while ago. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> books are sort of dead. Yeah. I made that same point in my video. I made a lot of great points about the state of books. Yeah. Well done. Wow. Can wow. we finish really this podcast? Stuff. Let's do it. What we have now, Grand Theft Auto Five. Okay. Versus. Okay. Uh, Legend of Zelda, Link Between Worlds. Okay. Can we do this one right now? Should we just pick it? Yeah. yeah. Do you Zelda, think we can Zelda, vote? Zelda, Link Between Worlds. I mean, 
I agree with you, but that seems kind of anticlimactic. Well, why? Why? Why is it Zelda? I agree, but why is it Zelda? Uh, I haven't said this, I guess, the the whole show, and I was arguing for Super Super Mario 3D World, um, so it may seem like I uh, was lying before. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But a link a link between worlds is just a fucking perfect game. There was not a thing about that game that was bad. It was a hundred percent good. It was way improved and and far more. Risky than any Zelda game that's ever been made, uh, except for the first one. Which yeah, that's crazy. pretty risky. I guess, yeah. I guess they kind of went crazy. on a limb with that one. Um, Grand Theft Auto V uh, had this crazy, engrossing world, um, and and was fun and was I think far improved over its predecessors. But when you talk about like the level of um, audacity that went into these two games, and also the percentage of of quality, if that's what you want to break it down to, like, Link Between Worlds is a perfect game. It was a perfect game. Yeah, I agree. I'm not saying it's the best game, but, like, what it tried to do, it did That's And I think that's the thing that we keep coming back to, I think, and and that is, for me, is the same thing, where Grand Theft Auto V, I think you could argue, has a a much larger scope, much more ambition than Zelda. Um, And Zelda, I don't think is quite as restrained as, like, a Tomb Raider, for example, which we talked about earlier, but Zelda achieves exactly what it sets out to do. Every decision in yep. Zelda is is there for a reason and is 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 I think the right one. And what it sets out to do is markedly different from previous Zelda. Right. That's the thing. That's that's my problem with the past few games. I, and I've I've liked all those games. I, I love Skyward Sword. Problem with Skyward Sword is it was. Like, long. it's 20 hours too long. Yeah. There were there were 20 hours of good game And there. there's tons of cutscenes and way too directed for the player. Well, like, there were dungeons that they made you go back and do a second time. Yeah. Like, they were obviously trying to pad that out. There's no padding. It's no filler. Yeah. All killer. I, I just think that at the end of the day, the good will trump evil. <laughs> and, like, and while I, there's so much I like about GTA V, the cynicism eventually <laughs> it just crushes it and weighs okay. it down. Zelda. Zelda. Next, Towerfall versus Gone Home. It's going to be a problem. It's not going to be a it problem. It is. It's going to be a problem. It's, it's gonna not going to be a problem. You guys and, can have your own personal plan, list. If you fold on this, I will never forgive what you. What the f- Oh, no. <laughs> we can't do that. We're not, about, we're not about a rivalry. We're here to figure out the quality. There are, there's, this is a life and death decision, guys. <laughs> here, here's what I, in all honesty, like I really enjoyed Gone Home. There's no question about it. Towerfall is a game that I could see myself playing for the next five years, easily. Uh, it's, I'm not saying that's a... No, I know. That shouldn't You be can say that about World of Warcraft. But chess. Chess. Yeah, well, well I mean, if chess was up chess here... Was this, <laughs> it would here. be a pretty easy decision. Game of the Millennium, <laughs> chess. Um, well, thanks for watching the besties. We went so, with chess. So you again. talk about a game... <laughs> Always. You talk about a game that sets out to do you know, what it tries to do and succeeds. Towerfall takes... You know, sort of, it's clearly like built on the shoulders of games like Super Smash Brothers, but um, is so refined and so like a, both approachable and competitive and with like a killer, like really cool art design with like really cool like special effects and like detail thrown in, crazy good music. Um, it really is just a fucking triumph of a game. Um, a game that, like, 
I really honestly cannot remember the last competitive multiplayer game that I played that I enjoyed that much. And uh, I cannot imagine a more fitting eulogy. <laughs> I'm I'm actually moved, and I don't really care that much about the game. That was haunting. Yeah, I'm haunted right now. This is going to be the big stalemate, I think, of the show because Justin and I haven't played enough of the Towerfall to yeah. love it the way you I guys love I it. don't no, I don't care if I played it a hundred thousand times. <laughs> I've had we had all and my my friends and 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 people I work with and just like strangers at events. Uh, over the past couple of years, have had so much fun playing Johann Sebastian Joust. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's because it's a great idea and it's a great concept, but it doesn't make, and, and the fun I've had with people playing it, it doesn't, is it, it, is obviously speaks to the quality of the game. But if you're talking about like uh, a point that I had, there isn't one. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell. I can yeah. tell like three sentences in. Like, buckle in. Here we go. Hope you brought some I, snacks. I, 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 oh, well, 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 you put that up there. I'll just, I'll spike it down. And what I would say is, uh, Towerfall has so much depth. That's the other thing. And recently, uh, P- Samurai Gun came out, and people were very jazzed about it. And I think Samurai Gun uh, is great in a lot of ways. What's so, what's so special about Towerfall is. All of the crazy modes uh, that are in it, well, like, you know, you can modify the arrows, modify what type of arrows, modify how the screen scrolls. There's all of these things that you can adjust. And while the game is already so well balanced and it's just, you know, original Coke flavor, however you twist and turn it, it still somehow feels balanced yeah. insane and it feels and, like a deck of cards and like you can play, that's you a know, good, that's a good analogy. solitaire, yeah. you can play poker, whatever. Um, uh, let me ask, let me ask a question. That I think will make this a little easier. Okay, raise your hand if you love Towerfall. Okay, raise your hand if Griffin. You love... I saw a finger going up. <laughs> no, I... Raise your hand if you love Gone Home. That's raise so unfair. No, this is a that's this bullshit. is a va- no. Let me finish. I have, I have a point. Raise your hand if you love Gone Home. Okay. Yeah. Everybody. Okay. okay. My point is, this is a list we're all making together. And I've let go of some things that I liked more than other games, but you're not going to be able to convince Griffin and me that this game is better than Gone Home. We haven't played enough, and it's our list together as a family. You remember the ornament? Remember the ornament that we made? This Wait, is our using my ornament against me. This is our collaborative I will shatter list. Shatter that ornament. <laughs> this is our collaborative list. We all love Gone Home. Half of us love Towerfall. It seems to be a pretty easy decision. Here's what I will say, and and I'll use this as an example of why you just shouldn't care about any of these lists. Yeah. As much as we love doing these shows, is Towerfall, I think, is truly a fantastic game, a special game, a game that we will be playing for years. And when these lists are made, they are made by people who are human and don't have time to play every single game. Right. So Towerfall will probably not be the game of the year on Polygon, while I definitely believe it should be, and there are a lot of people on our staff who did, simply because a majority of people weren't able to play it because it was on a bad platform. So you're assuming that like, if we had played as much Towerfall as you, we would love it. I, the, reason I, the reason I would say that is because every person who is a naysayer who then played I'm not a naysayer. I'm, no, no, I'm not, I'm not saying you're a naysayer. I'm saying every person who wasn't convinced, who had only put in like a little bit of time, who then put in the time and actually tried it, has switched and then converted. Yeah. So, so I'll, uh, it, the, the, I'll give you the example. So uh, the first time I played Towerfall 
was it, I think, GDC of last year. IGN was throwing some party, and they had a ton of indies there. And I just, like, wandered up, and I was like, oh, this looks cool. And I played it, and I was like, damn, that was a fun game. Like, I had a good time. No part of me after I played that was like, damn, that's the game of the year. And I only got to that point after playing it over and over and over again to the point where I slowly understood the level of depth, the level of customiz uh, customizability of the game, um, and just, like, the polish that's the craziest thing about this game, is this was essentially made by one dude. I mean, obviously people helped with music and stuff like that, but essentially the game was made by Matt Thorson, and he crushes it from every angle. And uh, this is not like a flash in the pan game. This is a fucking, uh, seriously, like forget Call of Duty, forget competitive yeah, multiplayer games you've played over the last 10 years. This is my favorite game. To wrap it up, I, I, I feel like we, Freshik and I have argue, argued our point. I think it's gotten as much of a defense as it wants. If if you want Gone Home to go, and it, this is our group list, that's fine. I think I think we made a fair argument to why Towerfall won't be there. And like I said, it's because we're human and we can't play everything. And sure. the the fact that yes, Towerfall was released on the Ouya, and not everybody has an Ouya in their homes. But or uh, people to play games with. I mean, like, and I'm not knocking that against it. I'm just saying. That's part of the 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 appeal. I will. I probably. I don't know. I'll probably get some 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 game groups together. But I, it, we have it here in the office. You like that is the ideal circumstances, yeah. right? To to play the game in. But I don't I think don't, we. Sh I really don't think we should hold yeah, that. I don't think that game. is. I. That's just what type of game it is. Yeah. yeah. So I, it's it's a, it's again like, if you play one game this year. Fuck you! Like, what are you <laughs> doing? There, are, there are at least sixteen like super good ones right here. This is such an arbitrary decision. Let's just stop right now. So, gone home. Yeah, it's fine. Gone home. All right, gone home. This one hurts. Gotta go to sleep at some point. Okay, we're at the finals. Oh my god! It's sort of a big deal. Happen. I saw this coming a mile. <laughs> yeah, you did. This is not a good situation to be in. Let me say it. Let me say it out loud. Zelda versus. Or let me say the whole title. Stop the graphic. Start it again. Put it in reverse. Make those little rewind things like on VHS tapes. Ready to go? Legend of Zelda, Link to the Past. Nope. Got it. Oh, no, no. Let me it again. Do you still have the, let me, the, let me finish. the Chiron? Was the... Has a spiritual successor, <laughs> and that game is Legend of Zelda. You forgot Link the name. Link Between Worlds. Link the thing worlds. And we are com yeah. putting that game against Gone Home. Ugh. I know I said Zelda was a perfect game earlier. After revising my initial statement... <laughs> That it wasn't a perfect game. It was just perfect enough to beat GTA, and now it's about to be perfect enough to beat GTA. But now I, I guys, I don't know. Okay, this I'll, one I'll, sucks. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna make this at least in terms of me very easy. Okay. I'll tell you which game did I enjoy more. I'm not talking about like art of games. Games are art. Blah blah blah. <laughs> which wow! Game, I can't. Oh, I'm so excited. You're gonna right. fall. Which <laughs> game did I enjoy Roger more? Roger Bush. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as much as I uh, enjoyed playing Gone Home. Zelda was a fucking blast start to finish. I'm not saying that every game needs to be a blast start to finish, but like everything about it, I thought from, from puzzle design, from gameplay design, from the story I was surprisingly engaged with, I just loved the whole thing and gone home, honestly, like had some moments where I was like, it felt a little bit like a chore to get through. I, I, I love gone home. I thought it was brilliant. And I think that the most exciting thing to me about Gone Home is this this big statement that says like, here's another way we can play video games, and I can't wait to see where it goes right. from from that point. Like, but but on the what? Well, Zelda on the other hand 
Is uh, Zelda. What? It's Zelda. <laughs> no. Zelda. Th this is, it's just a pair. I'm not saying one is better than the other. I'm saying this is what <laughs> Zelda is. Zelda is someone coming and looking at something established and say, okay, I'm going to make this not just perfect because that's a, that's a that's suspect language, but he I'm gonna totally perfect. I'm gonna make this modern and relevant to what is happening. To I'm gonna take a game that is nearly thirty years old and make it relevant to what's happening today. And 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 I, to me, where I can't wait to see what happens with Gone Home. But to me, Zelda is the the better experience. It does. I, I wait. Wait. I want. I want to. I want to. Take that those words for a second. Okay. None I, of that was I, a criticism. That no, was just no, no, saying no, no, where no, I'm no. at as a what person. What I would say uh, is, well, Zelda's great, and I'm very impressed that they made a, a fun game though? fun in in its own way. I would by no means say that they made it modern, which is what I would say is what Gone Home is. Like Gone Home feels like modern, and like it actually is exists in our world, and it has something to say that relates to our world and when I'm playing it, I'm thinking about something other than what is right in front of me on the screen. While, like a very, you know, straightforward fairy tale, when I play Zelda, it's like, yeah, this is this exists in my DS. And I am playing this to just get into Hyrule, and then I close it, and I'm and that's my game. It was a great, it, it is the most great classic style of video game. So what Justin said earlier uh, struck with me, which was, it really does, like, Gone Home is an impressive achievement, but it also feels very much like the first really, really good step in the right direction. Or at least, like, like it feels like the beginning of something very new and different. And I don't think, as an experience, um, it takes, it gets to the, like, level of, like, unbelievableness that I think it I, can get to. I disagree that this is the first step because the, okay. the guys, the, the people sure. at Fulbright Company yeah. are all coming from places sure. that have been tinkering with this idea of emergent environmental storytelling for their entire careers. All of those, all of those lessons, they're not even lessons because they, they fucking invented that stuff. It, it has culminated in a game that is explicitly about that um, and it, it manifests that idea in this like perfect, sweet little package. Like that's not like, yeah, you're on your way. Like they're there. Like they're, yeah. they done found it. Already. It feels like saying like, you know, I'm, I'm impressed that they went to the moon, but you know, until we have colonies up no, there, I'm not really happy But let me flip that on you a little bit. I while from a gameplay perspective, I I think that you are probably right. But as a storytelling conduit, I don't feel like the story they're telling is necessarily the most sophisticated one that they could possibly tell. I think it, uh, I, I think it's certainly, as, as Russ said earlier, compelling and interesting and there's a lot of stuff going on there, but like it is not, if, if you consider environmental storytelling games as a, a medium, it, there are like five of them. And so it, it yeah. still is very early sure. in, the, in the idea of what a game like that is. I think it's pretty sophisticated. I, what I'd I, also I, think, I think the fact that you're even able to like consume it and track what's happening. To be able to track a story in a video game is like it's a, not even a story. We keep a, we keep yeah. saying story. Not There's not much story. There are characters. I could write you ten page book reports about every character that you never meet in person in that game. Like I love well, collecting the audio logs in Bioshock, but like I can't tell you who wrote them, let alone like what they were about just from memory. 
gone home, like I can tell you everything. Okay, about but the there's mom a ma- the you would little- you would say there's a main story arc. Well, the, each each of the characters has arcs. So when they say story, it's like the characters begin in one place and end change because of something that happened. And her sister is clearly sister the, main is, yes, the main story star. arc. Yeah. And that story in particular, while fine and interesting, uh, is not a story I'll remember in a year or two years. Really? You're, that's are crazy. you on crack? Well, okay, I kind of disagree with you there. Yeah, you are definitely on crack. You're a monster, a heartless monster. It's uh, not because I don't think like it's uh, a personal story, but like no, you say you can't remember that, but like what game has a tackled that subject a, a handful and b like made it well, the maybe entire it's because arc of the my, game? The way my brain works is like okay, there was a relationship that was going on, you know, things happen. You are with so it. you are so gender and sexuality blind. I think that might be it. Oh okay. no, what, what, what <laughs> I what I liked about it was even beyond the sexuality was. It felt like a story from high school. Like I, I just felt like I related to it. Like I was like, I remember that. I remember passing notes in high school, yeah, and I sure. remember being in this uncomfortable place of like not knowing if somebody liked me. And I, I, I somebody remember, who you know is uh, cooler than and, you. And, and all, right. Yeah, and also all this insecurity and like, oh my gosh, maybe this person who's cooler than me thinks I'm interesting. And and going through all that and and finding all these like items. It's the '90s. It's I mean that is my childhood. Uh, I'm having to sit here and like practice self-deception for both of these to try to act like there's any way to like say Zelda is better than no, God of Hope. Like, am I eight? Uh-huh. Let's no, okay. Let's let's do this. Let's take a quick vote. Let's just see where we're at. Okay. And I don't even think this should be decided by a majority vote because I think we're all uh, at least a little bit perplexed by this by this question. It sucks. I've been yeah, perplexed for like the past no, three. I mean, well, like I said, the, the good thing about this is. It, none of none of this matters. What's great about it is the conversation we have. Like sure. that's the fun part. It's a yeah, chance yeah, yeah. to talk about. Well, what's how great good about? I don't know. Great conversation is like I don't know. They have to watch. They'll let them be the judges. Where Griffin, Griffin, don't start with me, please. Okay, you want me to end with you? Fair, uh, Russ. Uh, Zelda. Plant. Gone home. Okay, Griffin. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> Perfect games. I know it's really, it's really quite perfect. perfect game. You said perfect game. Coming back. Um, (laughs) Polygon says gone home. Better than perfect. We got to change it to an eleven. Better than Shigeru Miyamoto's old ass. This is the new standard of perfection. Once again, that diet engine. No, it was me. Damn it. (laughs) I know where you at, Justin. What are you feeling? What are you feeling like? What are you feeling like? I, I, let me tell you what I think. Okay. I think that if we are trying to... Raise your hand if you love Zelda. <laughs> <laughs> what we're doing is we're, we're bumping up against the question of, like, what do you want to reward? Do yeah. you want to reward mechanical... Fun ex- those? If you want to record mechanical execution and fun, Zelda wins it. If you want to re- uh, reward, like... Ingenuity. We, you could not actually have a fucking better... It really is. Uh, like, I, really like question of like how divided these two things are. <laughs> these two things don't belong in the same fucking conversation. Yeah. It's like trying to compare uh, uh, movies and sandwiches. Like it doesn't matter. Like so, yeah, you press buttons to make them go. Like what you're trying to achieve was. But Zelda- that doesn't matter. All that's gonna matter is somebody's gonna tweet, "Bessie's pick gone home." <laughs> like so you're saying, we should pick Zelda to save ourselves a little headache. Maybe. Um, no. Oh God. I, do we want to reward 
aspirational games, or do we want to? Yeah, it, I mean that's what it boils down to, down to throughout the entire right? thing. Do you want to re- reward aspiration? And, but I, I don't think I'm not saying Gone Home has bad execution. I'm not saying Zelda isn't aspirational because right. it definitely, definitely, totally is. Yeah, that's bad. It's our show. Can't they just both win? We could bring Chris Grant in here, but I know he's going to pick Zelda. No. 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 I don't know about that. Well, he's an unfeeling monster. Though. Yeah, he's a robot. I think I think that's good. I think they both should win. No, I think, no, 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 no. Okay. I'll kill we, 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 we okay. hate the idea wait, wait, wait. of there being okay. a game of the year, but there should be you, a game of the you, year. Let me tell you where, I, where since I didn't actually yeah, choose one, I... I think that for me, in in what I would want to, for me, I, I loved Gone Home. I think Gone Home is brilliant. I think it's doing a lot of things that are fascinating and laudable. For me, Zelda not only uh, executed nigh perfectly on uh, what it was trying to do, it like reinvigorated my love for like a franchise that I thought I was. 100% done with. <laughs> Not only was I going in with an open mind, I went in with active bias against this thing. And it turned me around. And for that, I got, I got to give it to Zelda. Chris, Chris Grant just voted for Gone Home. Gone Home behind Did us. he really? Yeah, yeah, he did behind us. He's so, just trolling us now. Um, I'm actually going to go with Zelda. Wow. I you What you said is 100% right. Like, I feel... A, a, I'm going with my gut. Like, yeah. I felt a deep, deep deep connection with both of these games i like sat in the dark after finishing gone home just like thinking about it like yeah. i can't believe nobody else I, it's fucking humiliating that this is like the only game that is this fully realized that does this thing like that's embarrassing i feel like and and it's it was staggering it was a staggering game but like that's perfect man and you're right like it turned me around on this franchise i think it's a boon for nintendo at a time when they desperately need a boon but like overall it's just it's it's a perfect it's so it's good perfect game. it's so good i can't believe I, that's where we're i want to know something plant are you okay with this because i don't want it to be a majority thing i i do you understand where where i mean if it says zelda it's your show too are you are you angry about that no i'm not angry perfect it's not yeah but it, it's not how you would like to see it shake out. Well, this is it, actually, it, it's literally a conflict of like because I feel it, the same. It's a conflict of what I what I enjoy and what makes me excited about video games versus things that I find like well fine like I'm okay. I, I personally I would be okay if like Zelda stopped and I had everything forever. So the idea of there being like well great now I can be excited for more Zelda just doesn't connect with me because it's like I love Zelda. I would be so happy if Nintendo cut you know, loose on all of its franchises and, and tried something, some more new things and, and put all their creative energy into that. So, like, that just personally with me in terms of video games doesn't resonate quite the same way. I guess my nostalgia as a kid who grew up with a Sega Genesis has been stripped bare so many times yeah. that, like... Oh, the, so this is about Sonic. Yeah, it's, right. it's all, <laughs> no, no, and I, 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 loved, I loved Nintendo games too, but I think I just am more enthusiastic about... The it's, new. It's a new thing. Sure. Gone Home is the, 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 the leading the charge of it's this. It's the new... Tesla, if you will, and Zelda Sure, is but, like... but, but overall, it, the choices could be way worse, and I am excited to have uh, discussed it with you. Well, I'm, I'm actually excited. curious about something before Wait, we wrap it up. I, can I say it? I just need to say it. Oh, yeah, say it. Ladies and gentlemen, officially, what's the name of the thing? 
The best. The best. The Legend of Zelda. <laughs> no, Legend of Zelda. A Link Between Worlds is the best bestie. It's the bestie's bestie. Bestie's bestie of 2013. So, so someone needs to get Miyamoto's uh, home address. So yeah, we can we're talking about him. one man shows. Zelda's. <laughs> <laughs> He's back there coding okay. all of it. Uh, I, I do want to ask all of you a question. Is this the game we thought was going to... Uh, that is the question. Well, not thought. What Your personal I, Okay, game let's go is. around the room. I, I want to ask, if, if I just ask you, look, look at this 16. Yeah. What's going to win it? Well, those are two different questions. What is it? What, did you what is your to? personal game of the year? I think is the valuable question. You know what's fucked up? Mine's gone home. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> I, when I first no, I'm being serious. When we yeah. started, when I looked at that list, yeah, I was I was gone home for sure. But in talking about yeah. it, like I I the problem with Zelda is that I literally did blow through it. Like yeah. I really did finish it very very quickly. Me too. And so it took like talking about its merits to remember that it is a perfect video game. Um, and and in doing so, I sort of sort of turned turned a corner on it. Yeah. Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag. Really? Really? <laughs> That's your game of the year? No, I don't know. <laughs> I haven't really thought about this enough. It, it will probably be... Uh, that, I don't even know if my game of the year is on this fucking list because there's like Gunpoint. There's... Animal Crossing, Animal, Pokemon yeah. X, Pokemon Y. They're oh both different games. That's uh, Griffin's one and two right uh, there, baby. State of Decay. Yeah, that was, that was fascinating. Yeah, that's great. great. I, I loved Brothers, Stanley Parable. I really can't... Honestly... The thing that I found the most like worthwhile and like I can't I don't even fucking know. I was about to say Kentucky Rat Zero. Yeah. It's like the thing that has got my mind turning the most now. But I don't know. Ask me again in a week. Twenty thirteen's been an amazing year. It's been really good. Towerfall. I'm tied between Towerfall and Kentucky Route. What did you think was gonna win? Gone home. Yeah, I thought Gone Home was gonna win. No way would I pick Zelda to win. It didn't start until I started really thinking about it, I was like, Zelda's really Zelda's a super good game. Yeah, right. um, anyway, that's gonna do it for us on the besties. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope uh, that we'll see you again at some point. We don't know what twenty fourteen will hold for us, but hopefully we'll we'll be there in some form to We're not gonna like die. Shepherd you through. Russ um, might Russ might die. I might kill Russ. I don't, it's too early to say. Uh, thank you to uh, our, our fantastic dudes in the booth who've been sitting with us having to watch this the whole time. Thank you, dudes. Um, and thank you to you at home for watching it. Uh, until uh, next time we're all together again, uh, we'll, we'll be with you in your heart because shouldn't the world's best friends pick the world's best games? Besties! We're in camera four. Camera four. Camera four. Okay. Besties. Besties. Camera. 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 Over here. One. Okay. Yeah, right here. Wait. Besties. 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 Besties.